Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Thursday, June 30th, and this is People Every Day. Greetings, friends. It's me, Janine Rubenstein, coming to you from New Orleans. I'm here for the Essence Music Festival this weekend, and I always love coming to this town, man. I mean, the music and the food. Yes, I already got some beignets. (laughs) They're just a must. Everything here is amazing. So I'm happy to be back here and just as excited for today's show. So let's jump right in. Tom Hiddleston and Zowie Ashton are going to be parents. The Mr. Malcolm's List actress debuted her growing baby bump at a special screening of the period drama in NYC on Wednesday. Dad-to-be Tom was not in attendance, but Zowie looked beautiful, absolutely radiant, and stunning as she towed the red carpet. The duo started out together on Broadway back in 2019 in the play Betrayal and stepped out as a couple a few months later. Back in March of this year, engagement rumors between the two actors began to swirl when Ashton was spotted rocking a sparkling ring on her wedding finger. Just a few days later, people confirmed the happy couple's engagement. Seriously, you guys, Zowie Ashton looks so beautiful. You absolutely have to see her pics on our website from last night's red carpet. So happy for these two and their growing family. And now time for some TikTok news. And no, it isn't some new dance all the kids are doing. A member of the Federal Communications Commission is once again calling for Apple and Google to remove the popular social media app, TikTok from their app stores. The plea comes in response to national security concerns surrounding the app's Chinese-based parent company, ByteDance. In a letter sent to CEOs of the two tech giants, FCC Commissioner Brendan Carr described ByteDance as beholden to the Chinese government and, quote, required by law to comply with the Chinese government's surveillance demands. Carr also alleged that TikTok is, quote, out of compliance with the policies that companies like Apple and Google require apps to adhere to. Apple and Google have not immediately responded. Earlier this month, TikTok said that it moved information of its U.S. users to servers at Oracle Group based here in the States. But there are news outlets reporting that though the servers may be based in the U.S., it's not clear where they can be accessed from. With the popularity of TikTok these days and people becoming famous and making entire careers from the app, I'll be very curious to see how this all unfolds. Moving to the continuing flurry of stories surrounding the Supreme Court. Earlier today, Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson was sworn in as a Supreme Court justice and in doing so made history as the first black female justice. She is so far the only justice to be appointed to the bench under the Biden administration. Jackson joins the highest court in the land on the heels of the court reversing the precedent on Roe v. Wade and overturning New York's conceal and carry ban. Adding to the upheaval surrounding the court's recent rulings, today the court ruled 6-3 with the conservatives in the majority that the Clean Air Act does not give the Environmental Protection Agency broad authority to regulate greenhouse gas emissions from power plants that contribute to global warming. 
This ruling will potentially make it more challenging for the Biden administration's goal to cut greenhouse gas emissions in half by the end of the decade. Judge Jackson seems like she's going to be a much-needed voice on the court. I know I am very eager to see how she contributes to our democracy in the coming decades. Now, you didn't think we would let this week go by without a Royals roundup, did you? In addition to the Queen traveling north to Scotland, it was a busy week for the Windsor family. As always, there's so much happening in the royal family, both in America and across the pond, and we've got all the updates you want to know, including the details about Prince Charles's emotional first visit with his granddaughter, Lilibet. Let's jump right in there. Here with me now to discuss it all is People's Senior Editor, Aaron Hill. Hey, Aaron, welcome back to the show. Hey, Janine, great to be back. Prince Charles finally met Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's daughter, Lilibet. How did that meeting go? Does this mean things are okay between Harry and his father now? Yeah, so this meeting was a long time coming for Charles to meet Lilibet for the first time and to see Archie after not seeing him for so long. And a royal source says it was a fantastic visit. The prince was delighted to see his grandson and meet his granddaughter. And it was wonderful to have Harry and Meghan back in Britain over the Queen's Jubilee weekend. It was an emotional first visit with Lilibet and just a a wonderful thing for, for them all. And so, you know, this does seem like, you know, a great step in, in the direction for them to kind of mend a lot of the tension between father and son for, for a while now. We're hearing the meeting went really well and that it was a great visit for everyone involved and, you know, an, another step um, in the direction towards uh, mending a lot, of, a lot of the hurt that's there. Ah, royal reconciliation. I'm loving it. Well, have William and Kate met Lilibet yet? We know things are still frosty between the brothers, right? Yeah, there's still still tension there, that rift that's been there for, for a few years. And it does not look like William and Kate met Lilibet or saw the children during Harry and Meghan's short visit to the UK. Really has a lot to do with the scheduling, too. William and Kate had a lot of duties that they were doing on behalf of the Queen. They were away in Wales for part of the time that Harry and Meghan were there. We do know that they had a birthday party for Lily at their home Frogmore Cottage in Windsor that William and Kate weren't able to go to with the children because they were in Wales that day. Whether they were planning to go anyway, we don't know. I mean, as you said, things are still frosty between the brothers. You know in the past that the couples have sent each other's kids gifts for birthdays and for holidays despite there being tension there whether things can be put aside for the children, sure. But this visit didn't look like it was a chance for them to all meet. Got it. Got it. Well, let's talk about Lilibet's mom, Meghan Markle. Following the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade last Friday, Meghan is joining the conversation, telling feminist activist Gloria Steinem and journalist Jessica Yellen, what happens with our bodies is so deeply personal. So what else did she say? Yeah, so Megan had a, a lot of powerful things to say about this abortion ruling, and she opened up about her own experience with her pregnancies and, and her miscarriage that she had in the summer of 2020. And she spoke about how fortunate she felt to be able to have both of her children and how she knows what it feels like to have a connection to what is growing inside of your body. And because of what happens with our bodies, it's so deeply personal that it can lead to silence and stigma. And she says that there are so many of us who 
who deal with personal health crises and she knows what miscarrying feels like. She's talked about it publicly and that the more we normalize this conversation, the more people are going to understand how necessary it is to have protections in place. And so she really got personal about this and and even said that Harry, who they both said is just a a proud feminist, they both have this guttural reaction to the reversal of, of Roe v. Wade. And she even said at the end that maybe she and Gloria need to take a trip to D.C. But really powerful words coming from her this week. Wow. Well, in other Megan news, we learned yesterday that the palace probe into the bullying claims against Megan last year is now complete. So if you recall, last year, right before Harry and Meghan's interview with Oprah, a complaint from October 2018 was reported in The Times about Meghan bullying palace aides. Yep, that's back in the news. Again, the results of this probe won't be made public, but it was the catalyst for some changes at the palace. So what are these changes and and, and why won't the probe's findings be public? It's worth saying, of course, that Megan has strongly refuted these claims from the beginning. And this investigation was not into the bullying allegations themselves, but more into the handling of it. So more of like an HR investigation. And so what result of this have seen some HR policies improved for royal staff, like how they're encouraging them to blow the whistle on anything they see that is troubling and maybe that they're able to provide some counseling or personal support if there are any issues raised. As to why they're not making this public, they're not addressing as to why, but if, you know, we take a look at the fact that the Queen privately funded this examination from an independent third party and probably a lot of privacy issues involved in the people who made the claims. So it it makes sense why they may not want to address these things public. And it seems like an internal HR issue anyway. Got it. Got it. Erin, it's always so great to have you on. Thanks for stopping by to talk about all this. Thank you. All right, experts are calling 2022 the year of the wedding. Thanks to the pandemic pushing back weddings the past two years, this is the busiest year for weddings in nearly four decades, which is exactly why after the break, we sit down with senior style editor Brittany Tallarico with her list of do's and don'ts for you to follow for all of this year's I do's. But first, People's World's Cutest Rescue Dog Contest is back. After the break, we talk about one of my favorite things we do at People and how you can win some very exciting prizes, all for just owning a cute rescue pup. We break down my favorite canine contest right after the break. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. We are back, and if you are anything like me, you love coming home to a wet nose and waggy tail every time you walk through the door. I'm looking at you, Clooney. I love you. Well, we have the perfect contest for all of my fellow dog lovers out there. People's World's Cutest Rescue Dog Contest is back for its fifth year, and we are ready to pass on the cutest crown to another four-legged friend. Any owner of a rescue dog, big, small, shaggy, short hair, young, old, they're all invited and encouraged to enter this year's contest. We have exciting prizes for the winning pooch and their shelter. 
That's right, a win-win for everyone. To enter is super easy. Just upload a photo of your dog, and I'm sure you have 1,000 pics of your pup on your phone right now. Upload your favorite photo of them to people.com slash rescue dog contest. That's people.com slash rescue dog contest. And tell us how saving a dog has changed your life and theirs. And be sure to recognize the shelter or rescue that matched you with your furry friend in the first place. If your dog wins, their rescue organization wins too. Submissions are open now through August 10th. This year's grand prize winner of the world's cutest rescue dog contest will receive, guess what? A custom photo shoot, a feature in People Magazine and on People.com, a year's supply of dog food from the Pedigree brand, a $1,000 donation to the animal rescue organization of the winner's choosing. Don't wait, you guys. Get your submission in today for a chance to see your dog named Top Dog. We are in the middle of wedding season. So many weddings were put on hold during the pandemic and everyone is more than making up for it, right? And people are excited to get out and see their family and friends and see the love come together. So joining me now to talk about the do's and don'ts of the 2022 wedding season bonanza is our senior style editor, Brittany Tallarico. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Janine. I want to ask you about what we are seeing trending as far as venues go, because I am thinking that the traditional ballroom wedding after a pandemic is slowly becoming like a thing of the past. Am I right here? We are seeing a whole different wedding ball game out there. People have been at home planning these events for two years now, and they really want to get them right. And they're taking different approaches. So we're seeing what we like to call a micro wedding. There's less guests. There's more intimacy and the bride and grooms are spending money on experiences and venues. We have more garden weddings, outdoor weddings, tents, vineyards, beautiful kind of experiences for a smaller number of guests. When less guests mean you have more money to kind of spend on the experience, the wedding weekend away, the destination wedding. I love that. Well, let's talk colors. They're just a huge deal when it comes to wedding. Flowers, dresses, makeup, bow ties, candles, they all depend on your colors. I had such a hard time choosing mine, pink, purple, and blue. It sounds like a lot, but it came together perfectly years ago. But what are the trending colors for this season? I love that you had such a colorful palette because that is actually back. For a long time, we were seeing such muted tones, the white roses, the pink peonies, right? Kind of like a blush, classic, pure, neutral color palette. But people are coming back with color. They're bringing bright colors together, fun florals. Think like Bridgerton vibes, right? Regal. That kind of idea of like colorful and just, you know, things that excite us that are like festive, like things you want to look at. And some people to save money, like flowers are a huge expense, but we'll see them deciding to do, you know, the bridal carry flowers, but we're seeing tons of candles and candlelit moments as like a part of like decor, which is actually very, very pretty. And as far as like, you know, dressing trends come into play, even seeing bride and grooms choose like colorful wedding bands, like not just diamond bands or solid gold, like gemstone bands are a thing. Grooms we're seeing wear bling. It's not just for the bride. And I kind of love that. Well, you're getting into it there. The most important part of the discussion, the fashion. <laughs> what is trending for the types of gowns we are seeing for everyone from the bride to what guests are wearing? So for the bride, we'll start there. It's her big day, right? We're seeing a lot of corseted bridal gowns. That's the sil uh, silhouette we've seen on the red carpet before. And now like brides are saying yes to that type of dress. We're seeing 
fun accessories. A lot of brides are adding gloves. Those gloves that we're seeing everywhere, like the opera gloves, that's becoming a trend for a formal ceremony. But of course, one look is never enough, right? So you might have your ceremony look, but brides are also opting for the reception look. They'll change into something different, maybe a shorter hemline, something more fun, easy to dance in. And another trend we're seeing is buying off the rack. Brides are not doing the typical go to a showroom, try on a million dresses, get really stressed. Like that's a thing of the past. We are seeing, you know, so many brands have made to order bridal collections or have amazing white dress collections that are out there. Sites like Revolve and Reformation and Lulu's and Intermix and Net-A-Porter. So you can buy your wedding dress a couple of weeks in advance. It's not like the kind of typical wedding dress shopping of the past. Actually, just this week, a bride went viral for thrifting her wedding dress. She found it at a local thrift store for $3.75. It was a Revolve white slip dress that is still on the Revolve site right now for $2.20. So for bridesmaids dresses, we're seeing the whole mix and match concept a lot. You know, brides are picking a palette and they're letting their bridesmaids choose the dress. No more of this. You have to wear this silhouette and this color. Maybe the theme is spring florals or primary colors or shades of blue. Ombre sunset is a very popular one. And then for wedding guests, we, uh, you know, always check the wedding website for the wedding you're attending because a lot of brides and grooms now are creating Pinterest boards of what they want to see their guests wear at their wedding. That is a thing. All right. Lastly, what are your do's and downs? I mean, this sounds simple, but just follow the dress code. If something is written on there like cocktail attire or, you know, don't show up in jeans. And if you have questions, shoot someone a text. Ask what the dress code means. Everyone wants to feel their best and dresses up beautiful for weddings, but it's also about the bride and groom. So if you're going to post a social media photo of yourself looking hot, fine. But also try to include some aspect of the bride and groom who you're there to celebrate. Just don't make it about yourself. And I think finally, wear venue appropriate shoes. Like if you have to wear stilettos on the grass, like buy heel protectors. They're under $10 on Amazon. You need to be comfortable too. And I do have some don'ts. The obvious number one, don't wear white. Just don't do it. Never do it. It's just never a time to wear white. I also would never wear a naked dress like Kendall Jenner did earlier earlier this year. I don't know if you remember this, but she wore a totally cut up abs bearing cleavage, you know, flaunting gown to her best friend's wedding. That's a choice. I don't know if you're willing to make that choice, but without the bride's approval, I wouldn't wear the trending naked dresses that we see all over the red carpet. You wouldn't (laughs) wear nothing. Exactly. Exactly. And then just my last thing is don't forget to check the weather, you know, make sure you're prepared for whatever whatever's out there. Some people say the rain is lucky. I don't believe those people know what lucky is. Um, (laughs) Brittany, thank you so much for being here and taking us through it. Thank you, Janine. As you guys know, we like to end our show on a high note with a little something to make you smile. You know, just a little something light and positive to send you back out into the world. Well, I have been smiling all day and really since last night after I saw the new trailer featuring two of my all-time favorite people, George Clooney who my dog is named after, (laughs) and Julia Roberts are going to be back together on the big screen. The trailer for their new film, Ticket to Paradise, just dropped, and I am so excited for it. So the two play a divorced couple who bump into each other on their way to their daughter's wedding, and it doesn't seem like they've missed each other at all. (laughs) 
Oh, come on. You've got to be kidding me. Excuse me, ma'am. I need to sit somewhere else. We used to be married. Worst 19 years of my life. We were only married for five. I'm counting the recovery. Neither of them are too fond of their daughter marrying this man. And so they make a pact to try and sabotage the wedding, you know, in an effort to prevent her from making the same mistakes that they did, which, of course, is a completely logical thing to do, right? I won't let her throw her life away. We need to trick her into dumping him. As much as this will pain us both, we have to call a truce to make this work. You have to be in lockstep. Hey! Did you make a pact to not murder each other until you murder me first? We are here for you, my love. Yes, we're in lockstep. Yes. It just looks so fun and witty, and their chemistry is popping out of the screen just from the trailer alone. Ticket to Paradise doesn't hit theaters until late October, but I can promise you that I will be snatching up opening night tickets as soon as they become available. Thanks again, guys, for joining us for another episode. I'll see you back here tomorrow to kick off the start of your holiday weekend. Yes, we've got some great summer travel tips and cocktail recommendations coming your way, and we've got some great recs for the best beat to play at your 4th of July barbecue. So be sure to listen and download again tomorrow for more People Every Day.